Just Greeks and Beats, episode 14, a chat with Con. This is Greeks and Beats, the podcast series. Valandi with you. This is episode 14. What an episode it's going to be. An exciting episode. Full of energy. Full of music talk. This is going to be great. So sit back, relax, get your kathedaki out. Um, I honestly, right now, while I'm recording, am sipping on a double elinico cafe. Look, a lot of people call it the Turkiko Cafe because they think it's come from Turkey. But you know what? I don't care where it's come from. I call it Greek coffee because this is what my parents raised me on. This is what their parents raised them on way before, uh, way after um, the war times and all that. So, this is Greek Eleniko Metrio Diplo Cafe. And I've got my Paximadi ready to go. We're going to have a lot of fun because this is an absolutely jam-packed, wonderful episode, full of energy with um, a good friend and a very well-known Australian uh, producer and musician. Wow, an artist, of course. Um, guys, hope everything is well. Hope you're enjoying the series still. Um, we've had quite a few great interviews and we've got so many more lined up. Let's get into this week's uh special guest and we're going to go from there uh, because sit back and let yourself hear and understand the starts and the origins of this next guest ladies and gentlemen introducing our main event participant tonight showcasing 24 killers and no fillers Mixes like a butterfly, scratches like a bee. The undisputed heavyweight Greek DJ. Let's make some noise for DJ Crazy Khan. This episode's special guest is uh, none other than an Australian-wide known name in the Greek music industry. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with him for many, many years, uh, not only as a DJ, but as a promoter as well. And not only is this guy one of Australia's most famous Greek DJs, but he also is an amazing producer and has got so many albums of just cranking beats guys let's um all welcome to the podcast just greeks and beats dj crazy con or by normal name con daris welcome to the podcast g'day Val, yasu how are you mate good to talk to you again 
very good, man. Very good. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the podcast. Um, I've, I've been trying to find that right person to talk music. And I have had a musician on the podcast previously, but it was more about okay. his style. Whereas you, as a DJ and as a producer of Greek music, are all about all different styles. Um, as we as we can see in uh, 24 albums of your creativity. So, Con, give me a bit of a background on how you got into the industry first. Yeah, um, I got into the music industry through my parents. So, basically, you know, they were, they were the Greek parents that used to take me along to all the, you know, Greek chorus and Greek dances and everything growing up with my sister. You know, so basically, um, that's how I fell in love with Greek music. Um, when I started DJing, um, which was through university days and whatever, when I picked it up, you know, I used to play all types of music, whether it be a house or 90s at the time or whatever, but I always had a love, passion for Greek music and I wanted to specialize and become like the first Greek DJ that people would employ just to play Greek music and, and whatever else. So I saw a vision for that. I wanted to chase that. So, yeah, my, you know, in the mid-90s, I, you know, started, um, you know, collecting Greek music and, you know, the music those days was artists like Alkeos and, you know, Vifi and Dante and Garbi and whatever. I grew up with that, that, type, that type of music and, you know, in 1994, I... I got my first residency here in Sydney. It was a club called Eclipse where I used to work Wednesdays and um, Saturday nights. And that basically taught me, you know, how to become a Greek DJ because I would play Greek music all night. And then I moved into the, you know, Sydney scene here working at all the Greek bars. My plan worked where they wanted Con to come and play Greek music. There was a steady bar, rendezvous, a Sunaki bar, and a lot of the Sydney Greek bars that started booming in sort of 97, 98 here, where Greek clubs became a big thing, you know. So um, that's how, like, I began. And then, you know, from the Sydney scene, I started wanting to do more. I started, you know, sort of writing some songs with local artists here and producing my own sound and music, original tracks, you know, we did... Poscani Seti, Anokato, you know, and all these type of tracks. And really it was just to make noise to try to get a, some attention from a record label or, you know, of some sort because I wanted, you know, being young at the time and then starting to get recognised as a DJ, um, not just in Sydney but across Australia, is I wanted to be able to bring out a, a record album. No one had ever done it. Everyone told me I couldn't do it, and there was no precedent. So, you know, I locked up. I, I worked on this project for 18 months. I got knocked back so many times, and, you know, basically they said it couldn't be done and couldn't be done. So, um, you know, eventually I got a break with a record label, Sony. They gave me an opportunity. They, they said they'll give me a go with the first album, which came out in 2003. It was Grease 2004, Volume 1. And they said that, you know, I had to sell 5,000 units, otherwise we wouldn't continue. So we put the marketing campaign, I produced a double album. My first album sold 14,000 units, blitzed everything that they predicted. And, you know, the rest is history, as they can say. You know, I've, I've released now 20, 
four albums in 15 years. Um, I'm, you know, I'm happy to say that uh, four of my albums have made the ARIA top 20 compilation charts as a Greek album. And um, I've also got uh, five number one iTunes dance charts. So, you know, for me, my love is that we've broken the barriers with my CD series. Before 2003, if you wanted to go buy a Greek CD, you had to go to one of the many Greek stores that were available across Australia. But, you know, breaking the barriers and seeing my album in, you know, JB Hi-Fi and Sanity and these stores and people going into mainstream stores, I used to remember in 2003 and four when it came out, and they would actually, you know, contact me and say, I saw your store, they were playing in your stores at Maya in the city, for instance, you know, so that put a smile on my face because that was, we broke the barriers for Greek music mainstream. The next thing for me is, you know, about 11 years ago, we managed to make my CD series from Australasian to worldwide because I, I managed to get digital rights worldwide. So the, the CD series manufactured out of Australia is now, you know, a worldwide release. And then 2016 is when the charts started coming. And, you know, we... We're not charted as world music too. We are in the major categories. Dance music, with all the dance albums, producers, DJs. Same with Aria. We're compilations, you know, that have massive budgets like So Fresh, you know, R&B Super Club and all these are compilations that have a bigger audience than what we have plus bigger budgets. But there you see a small little Greek CD sitting in the top 20 Aria charts. Val, to me, that's the biggest thank you that I get from the support that I have for everyone uh, over the years. But to see your album, your project, sitting on a mainstream chart and the biggest chart in Australia, which is the ARIA chart, it puts a bigger smile on my face as well. Absolutely. And, that was and a it's a journey of sort of how it all came you, about. You, you know? need to be really proud of because, you know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this and you did this on your own. It's not like, you know, you're the artist and um, you've got a whole team behind you to do it all for you. You went and did this. You picked yeah, yeah, up. No, nothing was done. Yeah, like you said, you know, it was done all from blood, sweat, and tears. And like I said, I. I had a lot of rejections at the beginning and people said I couldn't get it off the ground or whatever. And I clawed and fought to, to get it done and, and we did. And now, like, it's world, it's worldwide recognised, you know, throughout the world as a DJ, as a producer, well, I mean, the series itself. This, this CD here, this series, sorry, this album series has uh, taken you pretty much uh, to many places out of Australia. You've you've done two or it three has, tours yeah, to, yeah. in America, yeah? Been. Yeah, I've, it's, I've done 14 gigs in America now. 14 gigs in so, America, um, and that's all off the back of this um, this album series. Off the CD series. The CD series changed my life, basically, especially as a performer, because, you know, people related to my CD series. Everyone grew up with a crazy con CD somewhere in a household that they know. So, it, you know, it took me, you know, I've... I've managed to do, I don't know, about 125 appearances in 15 years across Australia, going, you know, 25 times to Adelaide, you know, and, and, and I worked with 
you know, you and Sully for, you know, 10, 12 years, you know. And I remember when your company even started and, you know, 13, oh, 14 you, years ago. You were one of the very there. first people we bought down. So, um, yeah, it was, and then, but, you know, and then it went to Perth and Darwin and, and, and Melbourne and Brisbane and Hobart and Townsville. And then I moved from then on to New Zealand where I went three or four times. And then the opportunity came through my album series to go to America and, 2010, I went to, uh, I went on a four-city tour in 14 days. I played in New York, Los Angeles, um, Chicago, and in Florida. And then in 2012, I went back and I played those four cities again. I played in San Francisco in 2015. Um, you know, I played five five times in LA. Now I went back in 2016. And now I've even had the privilege of going back with artists. Like this year, in February, I went with Costandinus Kufos, um, and oh, I wow. played in America, in Los Angeles, at a festival with Kufos. Um, and, know, and, and didn't and, you? And you talk. also had a tour as well, or you did a couple of shows with uh, Master Tempo in America as well. Yeah, yeah, I had organised. I had organised a few shows in 2016, and I played with Master Tempo. In America, you know, so and that sort of led, you know, to to last year how we released the song together with Master Tempo, the Acapesto Miami. Oh, yep, yep. So, yep. so you know, it's for me, music is my life. It's you know, and especially Greek music. It's made enabled me to travel around the world. It's enabled me to release a CD series. It's enabled me to bring, uh, you know, club events or bring singers over, you know. And so it's, you know, I mean, I have two daughters now that understand what I do. You know, when they were little, they didn't. But now, you know, they, they understand what dad does. They also like Greek music. And just like my parents gave me my path by pushing me to stuff that's Greek, you know, I, I'm doing the same with my daughters. They enjoy it. They love it. They now, love Greek dancing. They love Greek music. They love seeing what their dad does. Not to mention they go to school and, you know, half the, the parents there or the teacher used to come clubbing with dad before. <laughs> so, now, because you mentioned your you know, daughters, I'm going to ask a cheeky question here. Um, there's a couple of albums that uh, your daughter's uh, intro do do they still yes. receive royalties for any of those albums that get sold? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they do actually. So <laughs> you know, that was that was a little cheeky thing that I used to do with some of if I had time with some of my my intros, and they became famous. The intros to the album series where I used my daughter, or we had I had uh, you know one was Nick Janopoulos that we had, and one was a spaceship, one was a boxing match. One was, and they sort of became famous with that with with the CD series. But when I had, you know, Caterina, it was early in the piece, 2004, when she was a baby then, really. And it, I'll tell you what, I've worked like to put one of these together, just the intros. You have to sketch it out, what they're going to say, the sound effects. Sometimes we've spent more time on the intro than the mix. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but you know. Um, this one here, we spent no time on it, literally just here, record it, and we put some little baby music in it. And to this day, Val, it still gets the most compliments and the most people that tell me, you know, remember that? 
So recently, a few years ago, my youngest now, who's 11 going on, you know, 18, <laughs> she pulls me up on it and she says, well, you know, why did Katerina get a go? And I didn't get a go. Oh. I want to be on the album too. So that was a basically return of serve. I had to do that one. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it's come about. But, you know, it's good. It's, it's great. It's, it, it, you know, they're, they're, they like music too and they they understand what does, Dad does now, and which is great. Because in the younger, I think one year I was around, um, you know, in 2010 or 2012 or whatever, one year I, I did 17 interstate gigs and four gigs in America. So it was like literally every few weeks I was on an aeroplane and they actually thought that I used to work on the plane. That's oh, what wow. they did. <laughs> so, look, it's it's great. And the fact that they like Greek music, if that's the way they want to go and whatever – it's good, you know. Yeah, it's really no, good. absolutely. And and I, I remember, you know, in the early days, it was stock standard that um, we would have uh, Crazy Con here in Adelaide twice, and and that was always around the launch of an album, because um, you would always, 100%. Um, in the early days, you would have like the the mid year album. I think I. I yeah, March and October. If I'm, if I'm. Uh, That's right. And every I'm time right you flew to Adelaide in October, it was the day that Manly was playing in the grand final and uh, <laughs> would get smashed. I do remember <laughs> one of the nights before Arkabar that I was um, watching the grand final by myself at the casino in a small screen because the rest of the screens they had AFL, although your season had finished. They were still saying local <laughs> AFL bullshit, and they put and I had to go request them to put the NRL grand final that Manly won forty mil, never a grand final like that, and I was celebrating and jumping up like and down like a lunatic by myself. You guys were getting ready and run uh, getting Akaba ready for the night, but I just witnessed grand final, which I think it was only the second since I've been following them. And I witnessed the dan- dancing around in uh, the casino in Adelaide by myself there, 40 mil. I think I DJed that night with my jersey on, but yeah, you did. no one in you Adelaide realised that. Oh, well, yeah, we yeah. I, so. we did, but um, and then you had you know, a couple <laughs> of the other boys giving you crap, going, oh, yeah, Parramatta, it was even better, but, you know, they're nowhere near yeah, the top league. Yeah, no, we always used to release it at that time then, you know, so... And, we had some good times, you know. We had some great times, you know, at many venues down there in Adelaide with you guys, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm going to throw this question at you, which I have to every single guest I've had the last few weeks. Obviously, with all the stuff happening, um, uh, you know, around the world at the moment, the industry is pretty hard with the, stu- the line of work that we do. How has this, um, I guess, affected you? Um, you know, and we'll be as uh, as nice about it as we can. But how has this affected yeah. you? Because I mean, I've talked about on my podcast how it has affected me and the the stuff that I do in the in in my um, in the uh, industry. How in has industry, it affected yeah. you? Other than being given more time to produce a brilliant CD, uh, what 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 has happened in the last few months that's made it hard? Okay, I mean, obviously, with you know coronavirus hitting in um, in in March, 
you know, there. Um, you know, my last gig was when I went to Los Angeles in February. So as a DJ, I haven't been able to perform since February. I've had to cancel a lot of gigs that I had uh, booked in. So that's the DJing aspect of it. I'm lucky enough to be able, it gave me time to be able to produce my new album, Grease Mix 24, the Classics Edition, which I know we'll talk about next. Um, um, in regards to clubbing events, I had some club nights set up, cancelled, and also I had a singer book, Saki Arsenil, for March, and two days before it was about to fly, um, that's when Australian, uh, Australia closed the borders. Unbelievable. So I had a sold out concert here in Sydney, 350 tickets sold, and um, unfortunately we had to, you know, postpone the show um, to a later date, which, you know, we are hoping it's going to be before the end of the year, but, you know, it's just difficult, you know, it's, it's difficult uh, mentally, financially, it's difficult, you know, on many type of terms, especially the entertainment industry like you've discussed on your previous podcast, and like many entertainers out there that can't do their thing, whether they're a DJ, whether they're a musician, or whether that's your, you know... Oh, I had a comedian on my last... On the weekends. Uh, yeah, I had a comedian on my last episode, and he said exactly the same thing. He goes, what, what yeah. am I meant to do? I, I can't sit yeah. somewhere and do my comedy because no one's allowed to come and watch me, so... You know, well, it's exactly just right. it's the entertainment. You know? It's not just us DJs and musicians. It's everyone yeah. in it's, the business. Everyone, that's why I use entertainment industry because it's like you said, it's comedians, it's, you know, it's everything. But it's, you know, people who are sound engineer, a light engineer, you know, the performers, you know, the singers. You know, I've got a lot of people that I'm talking to, whether they're in Greece right now and a lot of the singers that I've brought over to Australia, I'm, I'm regular contact with them. And they, they're telling me now, things are starting to get better in Greece now, but, you know, they were telling me before. But even friends that are in the industry, you know, here in Australia that I talk to, and everyone's in the same boat. They're talking yeah. about the same thing. And, you know, I see now that, you know, in SA and WA and Northern Territory, things are starting to relax a little bit, and hopefully you guys can get started soon. Here in, the, and in, in you know, the, the states over here, you know, they're a bit more strict at the moment. Like, we've got stupid restrictions, like 50 people in a venue. How are you supposed to do a night with 50 uh, people? It's, What's it's, supposed to happen with 50 yeah. people? So, and no, can you, know, you imagine us, Elinus, going to a, to a party with just 50 people? Mate, there's 50 yeah, people just in my backyard. Uh, exactly <laughs> but right. look, thank so you. I, I, that's, I, I asked that, and I know I don't like touching on that, and you wouldn't like touching on the whole, you know, corona epidemic and all that. But the reason I ask my guests this question is because it gives a view to the listeners that, you know, we do suffer from stuff like this um, as entertainers. And, you know, we, we're the type of people that really love to get behind the decks and really entertain a crowd and see that Geffy flowing. 100%. But, but for the last three, four months, we haven't been able to do that. So it's really dampened our life um, for not being able yeah. to provide the entertainment for other people's lives. But look, thanks for yeah, that. We're gonna, I we're, mean, entertainment is a big part of life. Music, entertainment, going out. It, you know, from your week, your bills, your family, your, you know, you need a break and you're getting with a few friends to go out to a club or go out, whatever. I mean, it makes you happier. Absolutely. That's what we do as entertainers. And, makes I mean, you happier. So we can't do that. You just can't get happy. 
So you well, know, you tell me uh, what's what's the main thing that people go to a Greek night or a Greek concert for? It's the music. It's the music. And if wanna, you've got no you know, one, music, if you've got no one there supplying that music or playing that music, then there's no point 100%. in going. You know. So anyway, look, you know, they, they they made it out from the beginning. The entertainment industry is going to be one of the last industries that's going to open across Australia. Yeah, you know. Um, that's a whole new podcast that we can talk about yeah, another day. Absolutely. You know, Look, how they um, handled coronavirus and whatever. Don't fire me up about that. Val, because <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring your Nevada a little <laughs> bit back down. I want to, I want right. to really uh, brighten things up here. Now, before I get to the main topic that I want to discuss, um, I'm going to ask you, um, out of all the artists that you have worked with, now I'm talking artists, not DJs or other promoters and stuff around Australia, artists, who has you been your favorite to work with? Whether it be the here, that uh, bought, whether that it be the yeah, or, whether it be the artists that you've bought down here to Australia, or yeah, ones that you've yeah. worked overseas with, who has been your favorite yeah. to work with? Look, you know, it's hard to specifically pick one. Some of them you get along better than others. Some of them, you know, you've got a soft spot for others you know, uh, did well for you at the concerts, you know, some of them are easier going and whatever. I mean, I've, I'm lucky that I've bought, in the last 10 years now, I've bought close to 20 singers now to Australia, okay? Yeah. So I've bought the likes of Dante, Sarsenio, Elias Bretos, Vasilakos, Kufos, Master Tempo, Savento, Knockout, Vegas, so... I suppose, you know, like, i got, you know, ones that I enjoyed working with. I mean, last year, I absolutely loved working with Christos Vantis. Oh, to me, yeah. wow. he's a legend of 30 years in Greece. He's written about 350 songs, he told me, for all singers in Greece. He's written, it's truly amazing, his repertoire uh, as a writer. And just what he's, it was career... We really clicked as people, you know, like and got along so easy. Um, and and um, he he was so so professional, and his repertoire of music was unbelievable. The two concerts, like as a promoter, you put the concert together, but when you sit back and you actually listen to the concert and you listen to this guy and the songs that he was ripping out over a thirty-year career, it was amazing, truly amazing. Like you know, so. He, he's definitely the one. I mean, Costantinos Kufos now, I've done um, seven shows with him in Australia and one show in Los Angeles together. We have a great relationship. To me, he's a great singer. He's got a great band and people behind him. And, you know, he constantly, you know, is bringing up the hits and that's what you've got to do as a young singer to make some noise Absolutely, in Greece and all yeah, over the course. world. So, you know, um, so, you know, I mean, you know, there's so many other ones too, man, you know, that I, I, I've enjoyed working with. So I really enjoy that, that aspect of my business, you know, because I've, uh, through the album series, I managed to meet a lot of record label bosses and through that I've met record label managers and those managers then are throwing their artists to me and, you know, I, I decided to go that way and, you know, I don't really do many club nights anymore. I did that for, 
you know, almost 15, 16 years. So, you know, the last 10 years, I do three or so, four concerts a year, and I really enjoy it now. I really enjoy yeah, that's good. moving in that direction, you know, as much as I still do love clubs and whatever. Um, you know, the market's changing, things are changing, and, you know, but I think what you tend to find is that if you show them respect, they show it back to you, and, and you know, I always do the right thing by them here when they're in Australia, whether it's, you know, transport or getting them a feed or looking after them, you know, or sightseeing. I mean, when I went to America myself as an artist and I did two trips there in 10 and 12, I mean, they looked, like, they looked after me as an artist, you know, so I try to go a little bit beyond, above and beyond what other promoters do because I'm an artist myself. I know that it's nice to go to a nice restaurant. I know that it's great to sight see. I mean, if they're only here for two, three days, if you can oh, exactly. show them as much yeah. as you can, you know. Yeah, it's when the great. time's so, limited, you know. But uh, it's, well, the it's, limited, and that's yeah, the thing so, that I love about us great. Australian Greeks. Arsenio, yeah, Arsenio, I've brought him two times. He's been a pleasure to work with. I mean, Thanasis Vasilakos is a gentleman and a half, you know. Great voice, good performer. You know, and uh, he's been he's he's been great. So, yeah, there's a few of them there, man. There's definitely a few of them there that have been great. Good, good. All right, now what we're going to do? I'm going to bring this up because I've been dying to talk about it. Um, I'm going to be straight out and honest with you. Probably the best thing I have heard in a very very long time. Not Thank that you. I, Much not appreciated. not that I don't like any of your other um, volumes, but volume twenty four yeah. Grease Mix the Classics Edition, mate. I have had goosebumps from the first second of this album right to the end, all because the tracks you have selected on this have pretty much brought back an abundant amount of memories to me of when I first started um, DJing and clubbing myself. Yep. Wow. Let, tell us all about this album. Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. Um, the, uh, the album, Grease Mix 24 Classics Edition, I mean, you know, I wanted to do something special for the 24th and I've got something special coming up for the 25th to mark the milestone. I mean, 15 years, 25 albums. To me, it's a, a, a huge thing. We're getting now mainstream charts. We're getting worldwide uh, exposure. So I thought, you know, during coronavirus, it enabled me to really sit down and map something out. And um, I wanted to do a classics edition. I would, you know, thought thinking always about classics, the songs that you know kick-started, you know, my DJ career and my clubbing scene and my touring scene and especially the ones that I grew up with listening, artists like Alkeos, Sakanakis, Garbi, um, you know, Vanti, you know, VC, you know, um, all these type of artists. So <clears throat> I thought that's nostalgic and that would bring a lot of great memories to people, especially during this time of coronavirus and, and whatever. What is going to make people happy? So I mapped out to make the classics edition and basically... You know, we've got an absolutely gun track listing of songs. So I wanted it to be a hit after hit after hit that basically every song takes you back to a place that you've experienced, whether it was in Greece, whether it was in Adelaide, whether it was in Sydney, Melbourne, at a club, at somewhere, 
that you heard that song and whether Crazy Con played it or some other DJ or Val played it or anyone played it, but it reminds you of that era and that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, I basically picked like 20-odd of my favourite songs that I used to play when I kick-started DJing in the clubs of, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we came up with Grease, Mix 24, Garbi, Kaliris, Mazonakis, Terzi, Triandafilos, Hinas, like I said, Dantis, uh, Alkel, Sakanakis, Sabel, they're all there. You know? Oh, and, so, and we can't forget that you dropped a few beauties in there, like Tatakapso, uh, Taleftamu, and Cabriolet. Uh, like, I mean, they had to go in there. That's standard for, for Oh, that. mate. Or, you know? You know, tell me you don't play those at every party and still go. Oh, Gabriole right? has to be one of my go-to songs when the dance floor is just getting shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and then I and then I drop Gabriole and it's all of a sudden it's full again. So you know, it's, it's back to normal. Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, yeah. I mean, um, look, yeah, they're all look, they're all on there. Uh, the CD's been out for two weeks. We've had a monster response and, and I fa- want to thank everyone all across the country that has picked up the CD so far whether it's been on digital platforms, iTunes and Spotify, whether it's been through my online store, whether it's been at uh, some selected Greek outlets, music stores or whatever um, I heard from my record label last week that we the first two weeks we sort of get a gauge of how sales are going, and it's outsold the first 23 albums uh, by a long way. So it's, it's been a huge response. Wow, that's huge. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say, I'm proud to say, really, that, you know, I've made ARIA charts and iTunes charts in the past, but we've never made it this fast and together. So I actually made the, um, the iTunes dance chart um, with top 150 albums, we, gra- we grabbed the number one spot in four days and simultaneously at the same time, nine days uh, after release, we managed to make the ARIA top 20 uh, chart in the compilation section. So I had two charts at the same time in the last week. So it's been phenomenal, Val. It's been amazing. Amazing, amazing. And... Um for anyone that wants to grab themselves a copy, they can get it off iTunes or they can visit djcrazycon.com and get themselves a physical yeah, copy ordered. Um, is yeah, it, is yeah, it available yeah. in stores yeah. as well? Um, it's it's available on some selected outlets, okay. and but you know, best yeah, we've got some outlets in Sydney and and, and Melbourne, and I think JB Hi-Fi may still be. Um, selling because they used to sell our CDs. Okay, yep, but yep. I think they're cutting down in 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 CDs now in general. So you might want to chuck. I think some stores will be selling in JB Hi-Fi. But look, the easiest way if you go online, best and quickest way would be jump on iTunes. Order, yeah. yeah, iTunes. If you want it on a digital platform, straight on your phone. It's on Spotify, or if you want a physical hard copy, it doesn't matter where you are in Australia. If you order online from my website, it gets delivered straight to your door, you know. So we've had a lot of orders from Adelaide, actually. We've had a lot of orders from Perth. We've, you know, getting a lot of orders from Brisbane, you know. We had an order from South Africa the other day. How about that one? Wow. You know? Wow, there you go. Hey. Um, yeah, for a physical copy, yeah. <laughs> so out of the 21 songs on this album, 
I know this is going to be a really hard question. What is? I was going to ask you that question. What's your favourite? <laughs> well, I'll tell. I'll tell you what my favourite is. Straight out, Sethelo Methelis, Anavisi duet with uh, Sakirova. That is my yeah, all-time favourite right? track. Absolutely yeah, love that track. There's track. many memories to that track for me, but just the way that it starts off with the, uh, you know, the just the vocals with and the then. Build up. And then it just drops into that beat. Oh, just absolutely love that track. Phenomenal um, track. Right? But Phenomenal what's, what, track. what's your what's your ultimate number one on this? Man, it's very hard to say. <laughs> you know, I mean, a very, very expected answer. Say, I mean, it, it, it's very hard to say. You know, like I'm a big Muzzle fan. I grew up with Muzzle, so Yokar Yes for me is oh, a big yeah. track. You know, I mean, Sepira Sovarasa built. You get wrong with that song. I mean, seriously, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, I mean, I can't remember. I, like, I think I, was, I used to play that song at every gig that I used to do, everywhere. You know, so, I mean, there's so many great songs out there, and that's the biggest thing. It's, to me, this CD and to everyone, it's nostalgic. You know, oh, I've absolutely. been I've been interviewed from uh, Greek newspapers over the last few weeks and Greek websites and whatever, and that's the the nostalgic element is the biggest element of all for for this, you know? It takes you back, it makes you happy, and it's nostalgic. Oh, I remember that song, you know? Oh, yeah. We used to play it at Arkaba, or we used to play it here, or we used to do this, or, oh, my God, I heard this in Greece, or this, so... I suppose that's been really happy. The comments that I've been getting through my social media and whatever is the fact that it makes people happy and it makes people remember that song in time and a place, a moment they were, you know, which is great. No, it's good. I mean, even just seeing songs like Krata Taola, Patria Dafilos, you know, that was big, big memories for me when I first started DJing. So yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. Look, um, I'm going to let all my podcast listeners know that you will be live on Geffy Radio Monday night, um, yep. Monday the 29th. Yeah, 29th. Um, so that's the Monday after I launch this uh, podcast session. Um, and you're going to tell us a little bit more about the CD, and we're even going to give listeners a little bit of a snippet of some of the tracks on your um, album uh, just so they can, they can get an idea of uh, what they're in for when they get themselves a copy of it. Um, Definitely. It is Looking been, forward to it. It has been fantastic talking to you, and I really appreciate uh, giving us the insight to your background and how you first started. Um, and that's that's been the most important part of this because, like I said, my podcast is all about uh, – you know, Greeks music. growing up in Australia, yeah. and I want to get the music perspective of artists like yourself. Um, so I just really appreciate your time, Con. Thank you so much for it. Thanks, Val. Thank you very much for promoting my music, first of all, and promoting the new album. Uh, you know, also thanks for supporting um, my music, my appearances. I mean, you know, you brought me uh, to Adelaide many times, and I enjoyed my times there. And we had some great times at many, many clubs over many years. Um, and um, good luck with your podcast. It's a great idea. And I look forward to talking to you. No, thank uh, you. And hopefully on, when this uh, damn corona finishes, we'll, uh, we'll see you again in person. Hopefully soon. Hopefully <laughs> soon. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Nasagala. And there we go. DJ Crazy Con, Con Daris. 
many, many times I've had the opportunity to work side by side with uh, Con on uh, just many different levels, uh, many different places. It's been a wild ride. Um, and it's just been a pleasure talking to him. So that was really, really good and really good insights to an Australian artist's uh, point of view when it comes to Greek music. And obviously, um, as a DJ, he has produced his own tracks. One of my favorite ever remixes by the guy is Ime Anavas Menos. Um, you know, the Ime Stachaimu, Otanseho Plaimu, Kotenime Horiasu. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely no artist. I hope that was pretty good, though. I'm definitely not an Australian Idol or the voice uh, type performance. <laughs> oh, what a great chat that was. Hey, um, I was thinking the other day about something that I could put into my podcast for a laugh. Uh, you know, we've done a couple of episodes about jokes and about history of Greek comedy in Australia or ethnic comedy. And I was thinking the other day, what exactly can I say? So I wrote down a list of stuff that um, I thought were funny. And one thing growing up was uh, we would always make up names, Greek names, for um, particular occupations or or stuff, you know, here in Australia. And it's quite funny. So... I was thinking there was a stage in uh, where in growing up in school where we would put together, um, you know, like books or book names um, using Greek words or names. <laughs> so here's an example. So the book on bus safety was written by Leo Forio. The book on automobile automobile maintenance or car maintenance, was written by Mick Hanikos. Um, the Home Electrical Tips was Alec Trologos. Uh, Chinese for Greeks by Gen Ezos. <laughs> uh, map Reading for Dummies by Oli Hathikame. Uh, reducing Stress, Den Dan Menyazi. <laughs> oh, hey, one that would go really down well with all this coronavirus stuff, a book on unemployment tips by Tim Bellis. <laughs> How about the Easy Barbecue Recipes book by Lou Ganigo? Um, you got Vegetarian Cooking by Mel Izanas. Um, Killing Time by Perry. Meno, Drink Less and Enjoy Life by Al Kaholikos, Journalism by Effie Merida. <laughs> That's my favorite. I've, I've honestly become such good friends with Effie. She's a really, really informative person, that one. Um, but also full of quite a few saklamares, you know, journalists these days. They're Khalia. Um, how about the book on gardening? By Lou Luluthi. Um, the cooking cooking book by Lou Kumarvis um, and his co-writer Pat Sticho. Uh, the book on hobbies by Tina or Tina Kano, and she's not related to um, Tina Canis. <laughs> 
Uh, reading um, the book on reading and comprehension by uh, Dan Catalaveno. Ah, oh, wow. Barbecue preparation by Sue Vlaki. And the disappearing axe book, the, the book on magicians, Anna Hathis. Wow. That would be a fantastic book. Um, there is also one special book that uh, most of the Greeks would probably have in their catalogue at home or in their bookshelves, and that is, of course, Unwanted Hair Removal, the book on unwanted hair removal by Harry Kolos. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, I'm a bit of a vlacker. What are we going to do? Like we said, guys, next week uh, or next episode, I've got a very special guest, a very dear, dear friend of mine. Um, who, uh, you know, he's going to talk to us, obviously, about the funny things of us growing up um, back in school, the things we went through life. Um, we're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about, you know, like the, the real... We're going to get into the deep meaning of um, being part of a Greek family and what it means, holding traditions and all that. We're going to hear a funny side of my life growing up, stuff that I probably have forgotten about, but he has a very good memory. And also we're going to touch on his life and how he started, where he's at at the moment with his uh, business. His name's Andrew Kiriaku. He's uh, my best mate from primary school and high school. And um, I'm, it's going to be an absolute pleasure to have him on my pro, uh, podcast next episode. So we can have a really, really good laugh and get really, really stuck into, uh, you know, a lot of that really traditional family stuff. That's one thing that I've talked a lot about on my podcast, but I want to hear it from someone else. I want to hear it from the perspective of another person who knows my family as well, really well, and uh, understands um, the things, the 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 tortures, the the good times, the bad times, the learnings, the everything that we've both gone through together. Guys, as always, don't forget that you can also tune into my weekly radio show where I get to play all my new loved and classic Greek beats over two hours of live stream fun via facebook.com forward slash Geffy Live Radio and Geffy Live on YouTube or of course www.gefi.live This is Valandi and I will keep your Gefi streaming